It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Getting a good night's sleep can be much easier said than done. But don't worry, because our good friends at CBDMD have exactly what you need to get the sleep you deserve. CBDPM blends melatonin and other sleep-promoting ingredients with 500 milligrams of high-quality CBD to create a powerful and effective sleep aid. And to make it even easier to get the year started off right, they're offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 18th. Editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can find us on Twitter at, or find me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, do Orlando Magic return home and get some players back and get a win? We'll talk about the Orlando Magic's win over the New York Knicks, plus why the team had to do something a little bit different to get the win and why it might be a formula for success in the future. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the New York Knicks? After their disappointing loss, check out Locked On Knicks. Want to look ahead to Friday's matchup with the Golden State Warriors. Check out Locked On Warriors and our good pals there. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. A lot of us, when we looked at this matchup, were excited to see a matchup of two potential Eastern Conference All-Stars. Both Julius Randle and Nikola Vucevic are floor-stretching big men who have shown a proclivity to both work the post, to have the offense work through them, and to hit shots from the outside. It's, at least in my opinion, uh, believed that Randall and Vucevic are fighting for a single spot on the All-Star team. It's really between Vucevic, Randall, probably DeMontis Sabonis, and Bam Adebayo. One or two of those players will get in. And it's not particularly clear which one or two will. Um, we'll, we'll see all-star, all-star starters revealed uh, later tonight, uh, and and uh, the, the reserves will be announced next week. So, um, it looks like next Tuesday is when they'll get announced. So, we'll, we'll, know, we'll, we'll know the answer to all these questions here very, very, very shortly. But this was supposed to be a big battle, a big head-to-head battle to figure out which player was, quote-unquote, better. Um, you know, maybe that's oversimplifying things. Maybe that's uh, 
being a bit too uh, too easy going there. But Julius Randle, 25 points, 7 for 19 shooting, 3 for 7 for me on the arc, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 5 turnovers. Randle had a very good game. Nikola Vucevic, not so much. 16 points, 16 rebounds, 5 assists, 8 for 24 shooting, missed all 7 of his 3-pointers. You know, if, if, if we're just basing it off of this game, I, I will admit Randle played very—Randle was very, very impressive, and I've been impressed with him having watched a couple games of his throughout the course of the year, just, just as much as I've been impressed with Vucevic. I don't, honestly, I don't think the Eastern Conference could go wrong with either player on their team. But this is not an individual sport, as everyone will note. This is not about one-on-one battles. This is not about who is best in one random game in February. This is really about which team is better which team plays better, which team gets everything going. And the Orlando Magic obviously have, you know, uh, the, the Magic will say it themselves. They do not believe their record reflects how good they are. Um, they, they believe that the injuries are the biggest reason why they are sinking down the standings, why they are struggling to find consistency. And they are right for many extents that injuries have played a huge role. And if you want proof of that, just check out what happened when the Magic actually got two of their players back and added a point guard that could actually that could actually play without getting hurt. No offense, Frank Mason. Adding Jason Randall added a little bit of stability to the game, to the team, and to the second unit. Bringing Evan Fournier back gave the Magic another shooting weapon. Certainly one that they desperately needed, even as he tried to feel his way through the game and looked very rusty in the process. Bringing Al Farouk Aminu back brought another defensive-minded big to the team. They just knew where to be in a spot and knew how to just get deflections on instinct alone. The Orlando Magic... The Orlando Magic did a lot of what they needed to do in this game. Um, but they, they had the bodies to do it. And that's kind of the big takeaway that I want to, I want to draw out of this game. Because the Magic played one of their best games of the season on Wednesday night. They had 27 assists which is the fourth most they've had all season. Again, for a team that doesn't shoot well, that's that's probably uh, uh, probably why. They had the third best, or the second best defensive rating of the season, giving up only uh, less than 90 points per 100 possessions. It's, the only game that was better was the first Cleveland game. But the next best game that they had was the first Knicks game. But the Magic defense was legitimately very, very good. After a slow start where they were a little bit off and there's some rotations, maybe just a step off, um, and they fell down by fell behind by double digits early on in the game, lose trailing by nine after the first quarter, Orlando really started to pick things up. And if you're looking for the formula for this Magic team to win, it's exactly what they saw in this game against the Knicks. Close down the lanes. Crowd people in the paint. Use your defense to generate your offense. Create energy and deflections off your length and your and your ability to defend. That's what this Magic team was built to do. That's who this Magic team is supposed to be. And that's exactly what they did. In the third quarter, Orlando's defense really picked up. They got deflections, they got steals. In fact, the Magic picked up uh, 10 steals in the game. They pick up steals, they contest shots, they protect the paint. After giving up 30 points in the paint in the first half, they only give up 10 in the second half. 
and the Magic just kind of took the Knicks' defense, defense and turned it against them. Orlando was able to get shots from beyond the arc. Uh, you know, the Knicks very good at defending the paint. So Terrence Ross hitting shots from three, Gary Clark hitting a couple shots from three, really changed the outlook of this game. The Magic dominated the second half, giving up just 33 points total to the New York Knicks. The Knicks aren't obviously a great offensive team, but the way the Knicks were able to get in the paint, the way the Knicks were able to shoot floaters and, and kind of beat the Magic in the, in the gaps before their defense could really crowd them, was a big part of why they built a lead in the first half and a big part of why the Magic shut them down in the second. Orlando was scrambling, contesting, playing hard. Again, effort's never really been the issue for the Orlando Magic. They've played hard. But for, for the first time in a long time, they were able to direct that effort in a consistent and efficient way. And that's why the Magic came out on top. That's why the Magic won this game. Defense is such an important part of the Orlando Magic off, of the Orlando Magic uh, 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 way to play, as Steve Clifford likes to say. And really for the first time in a long time this year, their defense led the way. The Orlando Magic defeat the New York Knicks 107-89. to And a huge win in their first game back at the Amway Center in a couple weeks. We'll go through the box score and talk a little bit more about why the Magic were able to win this game coming up here in just a moment. But first, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's completely free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We're covering everything you know about the Orlando Magic, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well. Locked On Today is hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in less than 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. Let's run through the final box score for you real fast as the Orlando Magic defeat the New York Knicks 107-89. to First place to start is with Terrence Ross. 30 points, 10 for 19 shooting, 5 for 6 from beyond the arc, 5 for 5 from the foul line, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks. We'll ignore the 4 turnovers for now. Um, this was, you know, a classic Terrence Ross game. We haven't seen Terrence Ross play like this in a really long time, certainly all season, as he struggled for the shot for most of the season. He was coming off screens and just firing and, and making them. And, you know, I think a lot of credit should go to the screeners that, that sprung him free, um, especially Mo Bamba. 
Um, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about Mo Bamba's game here in a little bit, but um, if you if Mo Bamba wants to get on the floor, it's not going to be about points. It's not going to be about rebounds. It's going to be about the little things that he does, how many shots he contests, um, how many shots he changes, not necessarily going for blocks. I don't care about his blocks numbers, to be perfectly honest. It's the number of shots he repels and, and, and the way he keeps guys from getting to the rim and getting into the paint. It's about the screens he sets. He's really he's actually a really good screen, uh, on par with Ken Birch, to be perfectly honest. Um, and, and he set really strong screens to spring Terrence Ross free. Um, and, and that got him the space. And when you give Terrence Ross a little bit of space, give him a little bit of a rhythm, he is going to make shots. And that's what he did all night long. Terrence Ross just burying the New York Knicks all night long. A uh, 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 just barrage of shots for him. Um, this is this is this is what you expect from Terrence Ross. To be perfectly honest, this is just a a really strong Ross game. And when he gets games like this, when he's able to kind of get himself going and get to rhythm and start hitting the tough shots, that's when you know you have a really really good game. Orlando again, they're running very simplified offenses with Chase and Randall in there. Um, just a lot of pin a lot of you know curl screens and pin downs for Ross. Um, he took advantage of that, and, and you know Randall did a good job running the team. I thought, but uh, Ross obviously the the big winner and, and just did a good job. Uh, getting the magic going, especially pulling away there in the third and fourth quarter. Nikola Vucic, like I said, kind of a quiet game. 16 points, 8 for 24 shooting, over 7 for me on the arc. 16 rebounds, 5 assists. Really struggled with his shot. I thought a couple of his three-pointers, he rushed a little bit. There's a couple of quick shots. I think, you know, if anything, uh, you know, he was kind of into that individual matchup and tried to tried to go at Randall a little bit or or just tried to, you know, tried to do a little too much at times, um, just as far as a shot and his shot selection goes. Um, but third quarter, when the Magic made their run to kind of take the lead, Vucevic scored a lot of his points there. Um, he did a really good job just kind of popping to the short corner, hitting those mid-range jumpers, getting a couple couple key post-ups. Um, you know, again, not the strongest Nikola Vucevic game. Don't get me wrong. But he, he made baskets when he had to, and when the Magic really pulled away, Vucevic was a big, big reason why. So not the strongest game from Vuce, but still a, a really good one nonetheless. Evan Fournier in his return to the court, 19 points, 8 for 15 shooting, 3 for 5 from beyond the arc. Um, made his first two baskets, which was really good. Um, had some moments where he forced things, but largely took shots under control, You know, especially second half when he got his scoring rolling again. Um, largely took, took shots that came within the flow of the offense when the ball rotated to him. Uh, you know, not necessarily trying to force things too much. Uh, you know, I think it's a fair criticism to say that, you know, maybe Fournier waits a beat too long when he catches the ball before deciding whether to drive or shoot. Um, and, and, and that little beat is is the big is a big difference for him when he just kind of attacks. Um, he is significantly better. But again, first first game in a couple of weeks, I'm not going to go crazy. Um, Fournier got himself going in the third and fourth quarter. That was that's a big reason why the Magic won. Um, you know, he made key shots. Just having him on the floor as a three-point threat changes everything for this team. Um, and so it, it's, you know, again, say what you want about Evan Fournier later. Uh, he is he is really important to this team and, and makes this team work um, on a much higher level. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams, uh, six points, two for eight shooting, seven assists. Again, just having a point guard, you know, between Michael Carter-Williams and Chase and Randall, he had five, uh, seven assists and five assists. That's 12 of the Magic's 27 assists. From your point guards, that's what you expect. Um, Carter Williams had the really nice dunk over New Orleans Noel, but just generally made some really nice passes. Was able to get into the lane and and drop it off to other players. You know, especially Nikola Vucevic around the basket. Um, you know, just again, just having that point guard instinct, I think, makes such a huge, huge difference. 
Dwayne Bacon, 15.6 for eight, shooting three for three from beyond the arc. Um, it, I, honestly, I know a lot of people hate the Dwayne Bacon signing or, or didn't like that that was the only signing the Magic made, but give Jeff Weltman and give Steve Clifford credit. Dwayne, I mean, the Magic have asked too much of Dwayne Bacon. He's certainly a player with flaws. We're not going to sit here and deny that. But Bacon has played really, really, really well. He's done exact. He's, he's become, honestly, he's become, become the optimal version of what Dwayne Bacon is. Um, he is good at driving to the basket and scoring. He can hit those little mid-range jumpers off the dribble. The Magic don't really have a guy that can do that. Now, again, maybe you want a guy that passes the ball a little bit better, that can play make a little bit better. But getting what they've gotten out of Dwayne Bacon has been has been uh, really important for this team in so many ways, um, just, just to keep the team afloat. And Bacon did a really good job. He scored 10 of those points in the first half. Did a really good job just kind of keeping the Magic offense going as they tried to figure things out again with the new players and, and with, you know, Nikola Vucevic struggling. Um, Bake, you know, Bacon deserves a lot of credit. Um, he's improved as a three-point shooter, too. I did not think he was this good of a three-point shooter. Um, and so that's that's a really good sign for Orlando. I think he deserves a really good shout-out there. Gary Clark, nine points, three for eight shooting. Um, I, I should mention this with Nikola Vucevic. He really did a good job controlling the glass. Um, any rebound that was in his area was his. Gary Clark, I thought, did that too. Five rebounds. Um, did a good job on Julius Randle. I, I, I thought that the Magic off uh, defensively, giving up a little too much paint penetration, but I felt like they were defending decently well, especially Randle. Randle was hitting shots early just in a good rhythm. Um, I thought Clark did a good job just kind of staying disciplined and home against uh, against Randle. Um, and then, you know, he hits, he hits shots. I mean, again, the, the biggest issue with Gary Clark this year really hasn't been his defense. I think his defense has been generally okay. Um, and I think the reason why he still continues to get playing time is because, you know, Steve Clifford trusts his defense and, and where he's going to be defensively right now. Um, but I thought, you know, but the, the biggest struggle has been his shooting. I mean, he's shooting like 20, less than 30% from three, and he's almost exclusively a three-point shooter. He's got to hit shots. And, and the Magic, you know, Magic players, his teammates seem to have a lot of confidence in him that he will shoot shots. And Evan Fournier said after the game, you know, I told Gary, just keep shooting. You know, just keep shooting. Um, you know, Magic want him to shoot. They believe he is a good shooter. Uh, and so, again, paid off to, Paid off in this game, had kind of a game one type game where he made shots. And when Gary Clark makes shots, the Magic offense is a lot better. I said I'd talk about Mo Bamba. Uh, four points, two for four shooting, five rebounds, uh, and two blocks uh, in 10-22. Um, a lot of Mo's problems still, and it's good that Mo's getting minutes. Uh, again, let me let me say that very very clearly. I think that, I think what Steve Clifford did in this game is exactly what he should try and do: um, is find games, find moments to get Mo quality playing time. You know, my my idea is find uh, find a, a, a matchup or find a game where you're comfortable playing Mo in Kem's minutes. Uh, you know, Kem plays only 16, 12 in this sixteen minutes in this game, so he didn't play a ton either. Um, you know, I, I don't think I agree with Steve Clifford that you don't want to play eleven man rotations too much. It, it felt like Steve Clifford was just kind of using his bench to use it. Um, although I think there was some purpose behind it, but um, I, I felt like I felt I, I still feel strongly that you know the Magic need to find ways to get Mo into the game. And Clifford said after the game that you know Mo Mo's minutes are still going to be a little bit sporadic. He is. It sounds like he is going to try and get him in games. And again. You have a game that's successful like this. You do play an 11-man rotation, which I don't think Clifford is super comfortable with. Um, but you had success. You found some lineups that worked. I, I don't think you should necessarily go away from it. But Clifford did say uh, Mo playing is going to be a little bit matchup dependent here for a while. But 
it does sound like he's going to try and get him in the game and try and get him in games and get him, you know, more game experience. You know, as Clifford said, though, he's trying to develop everybody, and Ken Birch has played very, very well. Um, you know, I, again, I, I don't think... I, I, I don't think the Mo-Chem issue is about Ken. It's, it's just, you know, young, people, fans want to see young players play. Um, hopefully, you know, a couple weeks at home with some time to get practice. You know, Magic practicing again Thursday. Um, again, this is a really difficult stretch. I think Clifford's kind of changing his strategy on how to manage the schedule. Um, getting Mo some time on the court um, is, I think, a priority for this team now. Uh, but it's going to be little little moments like this. Um, and Mo still needs to get into rhythm. I, you know, I think I, Clifford said after the game that you know you could still tell that he's getting his conditioning un, conditioning uh, under him. And again, that's just coming from playing games. And, you know, I don't necessarily think it's conditioning per se. I think it's more rhythm. It's more you know getting getting back up to speed um, as far as how quick the game gets played and 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 how you can read defenses. I thought Mo, especially early on, was maybe a step late defensively, just rotating over or not committing to rotating over and stopping dribble penetration. Um, I still think he's going, he's chasing blocks a little too much and that gets him out of position. But largely throughout the course of the game, Mo did a really good job, you know, just defending, just keeping guys from the paint, using his hands, using his length to challenge and change shots and then going out and getting the rebound. The most important stat to me in this game were the five rebounds he got, five rebounds in 10 minutes. Um... That's, you know, Mo is not a particularly strong, great rebounder or has, you know, he's been a great offensive rebounder, but he hasn't been a great rebounder. And again, his strength, uh, a big part of that. And I think there's still something that he needs to work on, obviously. And he's, he's a young player, so that's that's ev- something every young player needs to work on. Um, but he did a good job just holding his own on the glass, you know, keeping Nerlens Noel off the glass and, and, and controlling controlling what he can control on the boards. Um, I thought he did a good job rolling uh, rolling into space where he was available as a, as, as, as a threat, uh, frankly. Um, you know, again, just simple, simple things. Um, if Mo wants to be on the court, he's going to have to do the hustle plays. And and I think the big, big thing, the one thing that was really good about his game was his screening. His screening was fantastic in this game. There's there's no other way to describe it. According to NBA.com's um, stats page, Mo Bamba had three screen assists for seven points. Only Nikola Vucevic had more on the team. Ken Birch had three Screen assists as well for eight points. Nikola Vucevic, five screen assists for 12 points. Mo, again, in 10 minutes. So Ken played six more minutes. Uh, Vuce played 27 more minutes. Mo Bamba's screening is is something that we do not talk a lot about. Um, again, it's a hard thing to track, and I don't think, uh, you know, screen the screen assist stat uh, on NBA.com gets, gets made fun of a little bit. But there has to be a way to track the effect that screens can have. And, and Mo, last year was the same way, was at the very top of the list as far as, you know, scoring off of his screens. Um, do those things, and he is going to play a lot more. Um, you know, so a good showing from Mo. I, I think the more he plays, the better he will look. Um, you know, he definitely still looks a, a, maybe a hair slow, a half step slow. Um, but I think that comes from playing more. I don't think that's that's because of him. I think that's because he just simply hasn't played. So if he plays with focus and intensity and with energy, um, I think we'll see him play a lot more. The Atlanta Magic shoot 45.7% from the floor, 16 of 34 from beyond the arc. That is a big way to beat the Knicks because they're so good in the paint. 10 offensive rebounds, 27 assists, uh, 12 turnovers. The Knicks, though, 89 points, 37.9% shooting, 25.9% from beyond the arc. Uh, they have 10 offensive rebounds as well. 
16 turnovers of the game to 16 assists for the Knicks as the Magic really shut them down, keep them out of the paint, and make it hard for them to, to score efficiently. The Orlando Magic defeat the New York Knicks 107-89. to We'll dive a little bit deeper into what we can take away and what the Magic can move forward from this win over the Knicks coming up in just a moment. But first, the Improved Built Bar is even more delicious than ever. They, they sent me a sample pack, some flavors that I hadn't tried before, even some flavors that I didn't think I would like. And I can tell you that they are all very, very good. I'm so happy uh, with Built Bar and everything that they that, that everything that they provided us so I could tell you a little bit more about them. The Improved Built Bar is even more delicious than ever. You know, you go go to the store, you get those protein bars. They're kind of intimidating. Um, and you just never know what they're going to taste like. You're just kind of gritting your teeth and burying it to get the extra protein in an easily digestible form. Well, Built Bar is not like that. It tastes good. It's relatively low calories. Most bars under 150 calories. And it's not, and it's gonna, you're gonna be happy to eat them. You're gonna make them a part of your diet to give you that little extra kick of energy in the middle of the day or to help you recover from a workout. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. Great for the health conscious person so you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Right now, go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Go behind the scenes of the game you love and get all sides of the story with the Rejecting the Screen podcast each week. Noah Kozlov, Adam Stanko get personal while interviewing players, coaches, media members, all the people who make the NBA happen. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get podcasts. To say the least, the Orlando Magic have struggled this season. Um, they're, they're, you know, again, one win is nice, uh, and, and, and I don't think we should ever be upset about winning. Um, that's just my personal philosophy. But success in this league is about consistency. It's about what you do every single night. And the Magic have to try and find a way that they can win and that they can replicate Every single night. That's the key. The good teams know how to win, can adjust on, can adjust to whatever comes their way, and still play relatively the same way with a few tweaks here and there. Um, obviously, other teams have larger margin, margins for error. It's a lot easier to win if you're saying missing your two best players when your third best player is James Harden. Just saying. Um, the Magic obviously don't have that margin for error. And when the Magic have lost so many guys to injury, 
trying to find consistency, trying to find a way to play that will get them wins is really tough. And of course, the last week while the Magic were on this road trip was even tougher with all the injuries they faced, a roster that was so depleted they were playing with just eight men. It it wasn't good. Let's, let's just put it that way. It wasn't good. Um, the Magic... The Magic didn't have much to work with. And so, obviously, obviously, Orlando was trying to just stay afloat. Uh, and Nikola Vucevic deserves a lot of credit for, for keeping this team afloat and keeping this team uh, playing well. Terrence Ross played exceptionally well as well uh, while uh, the Magic were dealing with all the injuries on the road trip. Um, both stepped up in very meaningful ways. But of course, they, they lost. One and three on that road trip. As much progress as the Magic wanted to say they made, wins are the only measure that matters. Magic were able to carry over a lot of that progress, though, uh, in Wednesday's game, playing exceptional defense. But what really turned the tide for me was how the Magic were finally able to share the load. Steve Clifford never plays 11-men rotations. He played 11 men. He found He, he went to the bench, relied on that bench, bet on that bench. And they all played together and made things happen. Every player on the roster, you could point to something good that they did. Chuma Okiki, in his 16 and a half minutes, scored only three points, recorded two steals, and was active defensively, just using his length uh, and his instincts to, to make good defensive plays, to make it harder for the Knicks to pass back out to the three-point line when they were trapped in the paint. Al Aminu scored three points in 11 minutes, played both halves, finally. But his defense was solid throughout the night. Again, the stuff that just does not show up on a box score. Um, and again, for a guy that hasn't played essentially in 14 months, that's played only five minutes of NBA action in 14 months, such a huge step to just play what he played on Wednesday. But it wasn't just about that. This is a game where Nikola Vucevic struggled. Eight for 24, one of his worst shooting performances of the season. And Vuce still found ways to contribute, mind you, but... His, his offense is so important to this team on most nights. But at long last, you know, again, yeah, he took 24 shots, but he didn't have to carry such a huge burden. He wasn't the only weapon the Magic could, could rely on. Getting Evan Fournier back gave the Magic another necessary offensive weapon. The way Dwayne Bacon has played has given the Magic a necessary offensive weapon. Getting the positive minutes the Magic got out of Mobamba should have limited Vucevic's minutes more than it did. He still played 37 minutes, but it did not feel like he played all 37 of those minutes. Orlando obviously has to be careful with Nikola Vucevic's minutes right now. They have to manage him a little bit. He's played a lot. He averaged 37 minutes per game on the road trip. And while Vucevic is certainly the Magic's best player and super important to what they're trying to do, Clifford is openly worried about injury. Um, on that all-star debate, Clifford said he would prefer if Vucevic didn't make it so he could spend some time at home and get some rest, but he also understands how important that honor is both to the player and, yes, to the team itself. What the Magic saw on Wednesday night was their way to play. This is not a team that is meant to be built on one star, even when they're fully healthy. This team is not get on Nikola Vucevic's back and let him carry you to victories. That's not who this team is. Who this team is, 
is a lot of players who can scrap and play their roles defensively. This team is a lot of guys who can defend at a high level and can hit shots when the ball moves to them. This is a team that is built on ball movement, on pressure, on defense. This is a team that has struggled to do a lot of those things throughout the course of the season. This team is not, you know, players have said it several times, we are not playing Orlando Magic Basketball. This was Orlando Magic Basketball. This was the kind of game the Magic played to build themselves up into a playoff team. The Magic, obviously, have to keep playing this way. Capturing this in a bottle is not easy. The Knicks are a good defensive team, and the Magic played well on both ends of the floor. The Warriors will be a new challenge, of course. But the Magic need everyone pulling together the way that they did Wednesday night. This is who the Magic are. And this is their way to play. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Sorry for coming out a little bit later in the day on Thursday. We'll have another episode tomorrow, probably at its normalish time. Um, but I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr_md. underscore MD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. We'll be back again tomorrow to preview Friday's game against the Golden State Warriors. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.